Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm very, very excited. I have a beloved mastermind member with us today. One of the shining stars of the Blogging Breakthroughs Mastermind is here, Tamina. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, Faith. Thank you for all those lovely words you used for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited you wanted to come on. I think this will be really fun. Tamina is an amazing copywriter. She's going to give us a ton of tips. Do you want to introduce yourself to them and just tell them who you are and what you do? Yes. So like Faith, you just said, I'm a copywriter and my copywriting business is called Candid Phrases. I started it back in May of 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. So all throughout all of 2020, it was just me staying kind of small and being afraid to take certain steps and kind of really doubting my own abilities. But as we stepped into this year, I feel like I've really amped it up and I've finally realized that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, that's such a good feeling, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I've been having clients and projects and etc. And I'm doing my uh, course launch. So I feel like things are just like really taking off. And I'm finally just stepping into my own capabilities. So that has been amazing. That's so exciting. When did you <laughs> and when did you and I meet? Because I've coached you a handful of times. I know. When did you first join the mastermind? So I joined in quarter four of 2020. Okay. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking it was like sometime over the winter. Yeah. So it was probably like around October of 2020. And you've had a pretty dramatic transformation in that time, just in the time I've known you. Because I remember coaching you when you were like, I could never charge people for this. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> I do. And it wasn't that long ago either. It feels like, you know, it yeah. feels like a couple of days back or something. <laughs> and now you're like, no, I have a business now. Like no big deal. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. That's a pretty incredible transformation. And I know there's a lot of people listening to the podcast that would love to have that transformation, right? That are feeling the way that you did where they're like, well, I can't charge people though. Like I have all these skills. You were like, I know I'm a really good copywriter. I remember coaching you. We were like, no, I know I'm a good copywriter, <laughs> but you were still like, but I can't charge, I can't charge people though. <laughs> I know. I remember feeling that way. And I was like thinking, you know what, there are so many other copywriters out there, people with years and decades of experience. Why should somebody pay me? And, you know, there was all of this self-doubt and all of this questioning that was so completely unnecessary. <laughs> I think that's so common though. I think that's so common for women entrepreneurs, especially because we're all just like, well, certainly someone else can do it better. Like I'm good, but there's exactly. other people that are better. So I think that's a pretty common story. What changed it for you? How did you get that shift to go to actually charge for your work? So definitely you yelling at me helped a lot. <laughs> I don't yell at them. The mastermind, the mastermind <laughs> girls always say that. They're just like, oh, Faith like yells at us on the call. And I'm like, you guys can't say that in public. People are going to think I actually yell at you guys. <laughs> okay, no, we're just kidding. So Faith is just like super passionate about her speech and what she says and all of that stuff, right? And <laughs> I'm like so we just yelling like, on these calls. They're gonna be like, "What is she doing on those mastermind calls?" <laughs> just yelling at everybody. No, I think we at this point we just use yelling as a term of endearment. <laughs> so funny oh my gosh but what else besides the yelling what else? what else what else um 
So I have been, so I picked a, I picked a word for um, 2021. So I've been, I've been doing this since 2019. I've been picking a word to define my year. Um, and for 2021, I picked power. Ooh, that's a good one. I like Yeah. That. And so I wrote it down on like a large piece of paper and I stuck it on my wall. And every day I kind of just look at it. And whenever I start thinking thoughts like, you know, oh, but I'm not sure if I can do this. I've never done this before. Or, you know, I really don't feel like... Um, um, I, I really don't feel like I have it in me to continue on this path or whatever. I just go like, okay, you know what? Um, you can do this because you're, you have done things in the past that you had never done before and you have done it successfully. So, so the, this narrative that you're telling yourself that you can't do it is not necessarily true because you have evidence against it. <laughs> you're just like basically coaching yourself. I love that. <laughs> She doesn't even need me anymore. She just coaches herself now. <laughs> no, I totally need you. <laughs> no, no, you guys really don't. Oh my gosh. No, I love that. I love that word power though, because I think that really speaks to a lot of what I teach in the mastermind, which is that your action, people try to action their way to success, but it's really about who do you need to embody to get the result? Like, who do you need to be to be able to create a successful business and charge money and feel good about it. And you're like, I need to be someone that's powerful. So you're really changing like your identity and embodying this different version of yourself. And then the action is so much more powerful, right? Cause you're like, yeah. you're embodying this really powerful person and then taking action. Yeah, you're 100% right. And that being said, you know, sometimes like I suffer from uh, really bad depression and anxiety. So uh, sometimes no matter how many times I look at the word on my wall and ask myself to step into my power and go like, you can do this and you have evidence that you can do this. My brain doesn't agree uh, because it's in that spiral of feeling despair and feeling nervous and feeling anxious so that's when I just go forward and give myself permission to fail and <laughs> and I go like okay it's fine we're, we're gonna fail and that's okay but we're just gonna do this one thing that feels the easiest right now that's how essentially I have created the course that I am launching right now because it felt so scary. It felt like such scary, very new, massive action that I have never done before. And I had to figure out all the technicalities and I had to figure out, you know, uh, because I'm like super technologically challenged. So that has been yeah, super yeah. challenging for me. So figuring all of that out and actually having the confidence in myself to not even confidence. I mean, just the sheer audacity of going ahead and creating a course was done because I just completely gave myself permission to fail which also I forget from time to time and thank you for reminding me on the last coaching call where you just go like okay you know what you'll have a bad launch that's okay <laughs> yeah it's one of many right that's what I coach on a lot in the mastermind it's because it feels like this launch can't fail and everything is riding on this launch and that's such a disempowering place um, to try to launch from, right? You're just like, it has to work or else like the world is going to fall apart. But what I coach yeah. a lot in mastermind is like, this is one of many launches you guys are going to do. You guys are going to do a lot of launches <laughs> in your career. And this is just one launch. It's not, it's not a make or break moment. And just try to take that pressure off. I loved what you said about permission to fail though, right? Because I think this trips a lot of people up. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to this where your brain is like, well, what if no one buys it? And what if it doesn't work? And what if that? And what if this? 
And what we talk about a lot in the mastermind is just like, yeah, like, well, what if you do fail? Like you should fail, right? And I'm always like, people should tell you guys no. <laughs> and then once you get to a place where you're just like, what if no one buys it? Like, okay, I actually can live with that. That's actually fine. <laughs> it makes it a lot less scary. <laughs> yeah, but like the idea that it can fail can be such a really scary thought because, you know, one moment you're thinking, okay, I'm not going to make any money from this launch. And the next moment you're thinking, oh my God, my family is going to starve and they're going to die and they're going to be homeless. <laughs> we're going to live out in the street. Yeah. It's funny. And we're going to have to beg. <laughs> this is like, what about this terrifying thing? Have you thought about this? And you're just like, wait, what's actually the reality? The reality is this is just one launch. We're, we're all fine. We we all have a roof over our head. Like it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So it's important to just come back, I think, and anchor yourself in reality. And I like that. Give yourself permission to fail. I want to talk to you a little bit about your copywriting tips though, because you know, you're such a gifted copywriter and I feel super Thank thankful you. to have you in the community. And I know you've done some guest workshops in the mastermind and been in some events that I've ran and I'm just yeah, super. I was in Coachella. Yeah. We were in Coachella. We're super blessed to have you. And I'd love Thank it you. if you could give us, what are your top copywriting tips? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I actually have full-blown free trainings over at my Instagram where I go on for like half an hour or so on like a copywriting topic. Nice. So uh, anybody your... listening can definitely go check it out. <laughs> yeah, where can they go? How do they find you? My Instagram is at Candid Phrases. No okay. spaces, no underscores, nothing, just together at Candid Phrases. And so that's where I do like my big detailed copywriting stuff. But if you just want like quick tips, I think the major tip that I can give you that works all the time is features versus benefits, right? So we are so engrossed in talking about the features of whatever that we're offering that we often forget to add the benefits or sometimes they look so similar to each other and we just go like okay but this is a benefit and you think it is because you know you know you implicitly understand the benefit of it but to a person on the outside who's just reading it they're like okay so I do this what's the outcome what's in it for me and so this little hack that I call so that you can and I actually learned it from Marie Forleo long before I even started or even thought about starting a copywriting business it's called so that you can so it's kind of like a very simple fill in the blank exercise which goes like I do this and then fill in the blank with what it is you're offering so that you can fill in the blank with what your audience or what your customer or your student is going to get for example I write story-based copy or I write story-driven copy so that you can sell without sleaze Ooh, I love that I think people get really tripped up on this I heard this metaphor for this that I love that I've been talking about a lot lately in the academy but it's this idea of like <laughs> they're like people want to sell the airplane it's like it's selling you're talking about the features right the features are like the airplane where it's like you wouldn't sell someone the airplane ride where you're like you're gonna get to go on this airplane and you're gonna get snacks and you're gonna get to watch a movie <laughs> you're not selling the airplane ride right you're selling the destination so it's like you're selling them go to Hawaii right so it's like people don't want the airplane they want to go to Hawaii. And when we're selling like, oh, you're going to get modules and you're going to get workbooks and you're going to get, no one yeah. wants modules and workbooks. No one wants that. <laughs> I'm like, do you want modules and workbooks? Like James Wemmer talks about the blue pill test, right? Where it's like, do you want modules and workbooks or do you want to be able to sell without sleaze? Like everyone's going to pick the outcome. They don't want the features, right? So Absolutely. I think we all, we all get in our work so much, right? Especially because 
I attract a lot of passionate based entrepreneurs and we're all so in our work and we're like, you're going to get a thousand modules and like all these workbooks <laughs> and so many meditation. And then it's like, yeah, that's hard to sell. Cause you're basically like, Hey, do you want to come do a bunch of work? And people are like, no, <laughs> I, I don't want to do a bunch of work. But if you're like, Hey, do you want to go to Hawaii? Like, this is what it's going to be like over there. And this is what you're going to get to do. And this is how you're going to feel. Then people are like, Oh yeah. Like, actually I do want that. <laughs> so I know you were talking to me a little bit about the copywriting industry needing to change. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like, what are your kind of pet peeves about the copywriting space? Right yeah. Now? So, okay. I, I just have, I, I think this is going to be a rant. I just have so much. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. This is the place to rant. This is the podcast for you, my friend. <laughs> So when I first started like learning copywriting and I was reading all the classic books and all, all of those things. So I am mostly self-taught through books and free trainings and et cetera, et cetera. I kind of noticed that all of the copywriting techniques that worked maybe like in the 40s or the 50s or the 60s or even the 70s don't necessarily work now because a lot has changed since then. Firstly, we have moved away from like, you know, TV and radio, and we are now on the internet. But more importantly, as a woman entrepreneur, I just felt like a lot of the copywriting techniques just didn't align with how we generally operate as women. <laughs> yeah, I think this is so important. And this is like in every aspect of business, right? Where it's like, all of the old business structure and the old business practices were all built for white men. And yeah. women are different. Like we think differently and we feel differently. We have different physical experiences and none of that is taken into account in work culture at all. So it doesn't surprise me that advertising is any different, right? <laughs> Exactly. So I just noticed that like, you know, this practice is still very prevalent today. And especially among people that I personally like to call bro marketers. <laughs> yeah, I think we all know who you're talking about. I'm sure we can all picture a couple bro marketers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just noticed that they have a very set way of doing copywriting. And it goes like they will identify a problem. And then they will agitate the problem. And they're going to make you feel bad about the problem. They're going to make you feel anxious and they're going to it just comes across as very condescending FOMO inducing and just in my personal opinion unethical yeah I've heard that taught as well and I tend to kind of go the other way this is interesting because I've never even thought about this but me and my team don't really do that either like we really sell the outcome and that we sell the transformation right where it's like you're here and you could be here let yeah. me help you but we don't really go like if you don't like join the mastermind, your business is going to fail. <laughs> and like, you can't do it. Like if you don't get coaching from faith, we're always just kind of like, yeah, like we think everybody gets to be successful and we have a lot of fun in the mastermind. We definitely love it. And we definitely pitch it hard for sure. Like I'm definitely not shy about selling my things, but it's never from a place of if you don't buy it, then all exactly. these terrible things are going to happen. <laughs> Exactly. And that's why I'm in the mastermind, right? And not like you know, in some coaching program run by your bro marketer, because I just look at that, their pitch and I go like, I don't want to learn from you. Oh God. We talk about all kinds of stuff. I mean, we talked the other day, I was talking about what the energy of the courses and stuff that I have, like stuff like normal marketers would never be teaching. I feel like, <laughs> but yeah, I love it though. Cause we, we talk about so many different things. Cause we do talk about business strategy and marketing, but we also balance it 
with ethics yeah. and spirituality and all these other things that are not taught in traditional marketing. And that's why, you know, I love being in the mastermind. That's like one of the many, many reasons. <laughs> well, I really love the idea of we get to decide how we want to do our marketing, right? And so if we all believe we're going to be successful and we're going to help the people and you really believe in your work, then you get to have a lot of fun with the marketing, come up with a lot of possibilities for different ways to do things and launch things. And that to me is what is so fun about it. And why I think, you know, the team and I have been able to be so innovative, just coming up with all these different launches this last year. And it's been a ton of fun. But if you're just like, we have to do this to get sales. This is where I think the bro marketer thing happens to people. Cause they're like, oh, we have to write copy like this to make money. And you have to have this kind of program to make money. And you have to like talk about these topics to make money. And there's all these rules that everybody's following. And I'm like, what if none of that's fucking true? And like, what, yeah. if, what if I'm so powerful, I can actually do literally anything that I want then what, right? And that's always felt a lot more expansive to me and a lot more exciting to me. And I think really like my greatest marketing asset has always just been that I'm excited about what we're selling. It's not because I'm like a genius marketer. I just love my offers a lot, right? And so they're easy yeah. for me to sell. I don't have to have like fancy marketing strategy. So I love that you're kind of blending those together where you're like, yeah, like write good copy, but like these old rules don't really apply to us though, you know? Exactly. And, you know, I am, I am so grateful that the mastermind holds that space for us to do things differently because I was learning copywriting and I go like, okay, it clearly works because people are buying, but maybe we don't have to sell this way and maybe it will still work. Maybe we can be cheerleaders instead of drill sergeants and it will still work. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I, I'm trying to think about our programs. Like I'm thinking about Empire specifically, because that's the last thing that I launched. We don't really focus that much on pain points. And I never even thought about it. We just don't. I'm just like, want to do these things? <laughs> like, here's what I can help you do, right? Here's what I'm about. Want to do it together? Like, you know, let's go. <laughs> that's kind of the vibe behind the whole brand, I feel like. So I yeah. think that's really cool. So tell me about your program. Like how can people work with you if they're interested in learning how to do copy in an aligned way? What yeah, do so basically do? after months and months of studying, I just realized that I don't want to write copy like this. And I don't, uh, and I realized that like other women entrepreneurs also go through the same dilemma where they feel like they don't want to come across as like super pushy or all that stuff. And, but they still want to sell obviously, because, you know, they, first of all, they have amazing stuff. And second of all, they need to make money. Yeah. You guys <laughs> need to be selling. If you're listening to this, you need to be selling your stuff because if you don't make money, then your business will fail and then you help nobody. So it's really urgent you know, that women learn how to do sales. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I am learning right now. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it. You're selling stuff. I see you. <laughs> so that's how I kind of came up with the idea of story-driven copy. And storytelling in business is not something I invented. It's been here for a while and it's here for a reason. And I think it's here to stay. And that's because storytelling is just such an integral part of the human experience. So like, you know, before we had all the, you know, everything that we have today, the technology and the et cetera, et cetera, everything, our ancestors survived through storytelling. So we had all our creation myths and we had like survival instructions passed on in the form of stories. Like, for example, Red Riding Hood, don't go into the woods or you'll be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> So storytelling is basically as old as we are as human beings, and it connects us on a level that literally nothing else does. And 
I remember when I was in my undergrads, I was taking a creative writing class and our professor just started the class with this quote and that quote that I still remember and I use it in my course. <laughs> it is, the universe is made of stories, not of atoms. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I love that so much as well. And it just immediately just shifted my entire worldview. And I was like, oh my God, that is true. The universe is made of stories. This is freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I think too, like if you're a good storyteller, it just makes your brand so much more powerful, right? Because you're able to Absolutely. tell people in a really powerful way. This is what my journey has been like. And this is what my client's journey has been like. And you're able to kind of put what you do into little narratives that you can tell, especially because we have access to social media, which is such an insane opportunity as a business owner. But those types of narratives do really well, right? On video or on caption. There's so many people writing like boring ass content, like not to be rude, but <laughs> there's so much stuff that is the same, that sounds the same, that looks the same especially in marketing online. But if you're able to tell a really powerful story, like no one else is going to be able to replicate that, right? No one else can duplicate that. And so it makes your brand, I think, authentic in a way that makes you unique and stand out. Absolutely. And you just basically said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> Well, I'm about it, right? I, I think it's a great skill for people to develop, especially because you are kind of like on a, a lot of us feel like we're on content hamster wheels, right? But the reality is yeah. if you have a couple of these narratives in your pocket, you can make content out of those for years. Like you don't need Absolutely. a ton of different things to say. People think they have to have something new to say on social media every day. And I'm always like, no, you don't have to have something new to say. You have to have something powerful to say. And if you have a powerful story you can tell, you can just tell parts of that story over and over and over again, and people will still want to hear it and still want to listen because it's yeah. compelling, right? And you're creating content that connects with people that people care about. So I think there's a ton of opportunity online right now to, I guess we're all going to become good storytellers now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... That would be a wonderful thing to do. First of all, you know, anecdotes. Anecdotes are amazing. We love when we see anecdotes over, over uh, the internet or on social media or even on a sales page. But if you just take a step back and look at the bigger picture and look at your entire offer, your offer is a journey. The hero's journey. Have you heard that? The hero's journey. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Journey. I've read it in a book somewhere too. I really agree with you though, because it's like, where are you taking people? <laughs> Yeah, so this was this was first pointed out by this guy called Joseph Campbell in his book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. <laughs> there is a documentary on Netflix about it, and it talks about stories, and it's got a lot of folk tales and fairy tales weaving in and out of it. Super interesting. You can go watch it. I forgot what it's called. Maybe I'll text you later and you can put it in the show notes. Um, so basically, when you're selling something, what you're offering to do is you're offering to take your customer on a journey of which they are the protagonist. Yeah, I think that it just makes selling easier too when you think about that, right? When you think about like where they are now and I'm gonna take you here and you're able to communicate that in a compelling way. Whereas exactly. what a lot of people are doing are like, you get 10 modules, you get five workbooks, you get 20 meditation. It's like, no one cares about that. <laughs> like no one, that's the airplane, right? It's like, no one wants to go on the airplane. They wanna go to Hawaii. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And I personally don't think there is anything wrong with telling you how many modules are there and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I think a lot of us are curious to know what's inside the course and like what the different modules are and everything. Oh yeah, also, for sure. We have that yeah. too on my sales pages for sure. And we, I definitely coach people on putting that stuff in there, but it's like, that's not what makes people buy. Like no one's ever exactly. like, oh, 20 modules. Like here's my, <laughs> take my money. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's information that needs to be on there, especially for transparency. Since we are in like the online education space, I think it's really important that we are transparent with people about exactly what they're getting. You never want anyone to get in your offer and like be surprised, right? Or be like, oh, I thought this was something different. You want them to know exactly what it is when they get in there. But at the same time, it's like that stuff isn't going to create dollars in the bank for you, right? It's just not. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have to tie it back to why is this module important? What is the outcome? How is it going to contribute to the overall journey that you're, you know, seeking to make? Where are you going to end up after this? So that tying in that pointing out of the destination is very important. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. I always say you're selling the transformation, right? You're not selling the modules. It's like, yeah, tell them what the modules are, but you're not selling the modules. You're selling the transformation and the outcome. And that's Absolutely. what people actually want. And that's what you want to make sure if you're, especially if you're pitching on social media or something like that, you want to make sure that you're doing this stuff that Tamina is saying and telling those types of stories and making sure you're telling a compelling story about the journey you're going to take them on. Yeah. So I just wanted other fellow heart-based ethical <laughs> entrepreneurs and specifically women entrepreneurs to be able to write their sales page copies or their advertisement copies without having to get caught up in all the different copywriting formulas and spending hundreds of hours studying different copywriting books and et cetera, et cetera. So I just developed this super simple framework because storytelling comes naturally to us. Nobody really has to teach us how to tell a story. I mean, children, like the first thing they do when they learn how to talk is tell stories. They make up stories for themselves. <laughs> Yeah, I love that you're selling a framework too that people can use to create their own stuff. Let me ask you this. What do you think about templates where people are selling like email templates that are already done for you or like get my, I just saw someone selling like a bundle of like Facebook ad templates and the copy's already written and you're supposed to like plug in your little things. What do you think about that? Like, do you think you could tell a compelling story with that? Okay, so this is going to be a little more complex. Yeah, I'm just curious. I know we, I, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I'm just curious what you think about it. I think templates can be great. I personally sell a sales page template. However, I feel like templates should not be the place where you start off with. Well, this is what I was kind of thinking when I saw that ad. I was kind of like, I can see how that would give someone like a jumping off point. Or like, I can see how it's overwhelming to sit down and look at a blank page and be like, I'm supposed to make a Facebook ad and not know where to start. But I also yeah. think people take it a little too literally where they think they think they're going to take copy that worked for someone else and just put their brand name on it and it's going to work for them. So even when I do sell my sales page template, I actually point out very clearly that let it be a guide and not like a hard and fast rule. So play around with it, take out what doesn't work for you, add something that works for you, make it yours. Yeah. Have to have like <laughs> your energy in it. Right. That's what I exactly, was thinking. Absolutely. Like I feel like so, it almost dilutes people's energy out and people I don't know. It's just been driving me nuts lately because everyone's selling all these like done for you templates. And I'm like, 
I don't know. I think if you can get it, I mean, you can always test it. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys test it and tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but so this is uh, this is my approach to templates. So I personally feel like you have to know your offer inside out. You have to know what your offer is, who you're selling to. The messaging, right? Like you got to know the messaging on what you're selling. Exactly. And the messaging yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And then you can use the template to kind of like mess around with maybe. Exactly. Yeah. But you have to have all of your uh, basic messaging down on paper before you touch the template. And the template can be a great guide. Like, you know, if you're thinking like, I know what my offer is, but let me see what this template says. So I think templates are a great thing to play around with, Mm -hmm. but it cannot be like 100% plug and play in my opinion. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. I'm not sure. I guess I haven't fully formed an opinion on it yet, but I was just thinking about it earlier. So I was curious what you, how you felt about it as a copywriter. But I think too, like, I love that you're teaching this like hero's journey or transformation journey. Cause I think if you guys sit down and flush out and get really clear on like, I help people do these things. These are the obstacles they're going to face in my program. This is how they're going to feel. This is what it's going to be like. You're going to have such a much easier time pitching. Like just writing that copy is going to give you so much clarity. And then if you want to pitch it on video or you need to write an email, like you kind of already know in your brain, this is the narrative that goes with this program. And it's going to be so much easier for you to create all these compelling pieces of content to go with your launch. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So basically the first module in my course is identify your protagonist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what it teaches people to do is to really identify who is it that they're selling to and why the idea is to just get into the core of what they're feeling and what problems they're facing and, you know, just really making sure that they know that it's them you're talking to. I have designed a worksheet to go with it. So once you like go through that worksheet, you already have like a lot of copy written that you can then essentially take out chunks and put in your sales page or your Facebook ad or something if you wish later on. So that's the idea behind the whole course is that at the end of the course, you're going to have like a lot of copy just written and ready to go. And then you can rearrange them and maybe polish them into sales page or several sales pages. Yeah. I love what you said about identifying your protagonist. And so they know you're talking to them. I think that's really powerful. And I coach a lot of people on this that are like, I don't want to leave anybody out though. Like they're scared to like really dial down and talk to one person because they're like, well, I don't really want this other person to feel left out though. Like I teach this, but then I don't want like spiritual women to be left out or I don't want moms to be left out. So then their copy ends up just kind of being like flat. Do you ever find that? Very generic. Yes. I actually uh, struggled with that as well. And I feel like I have only recently come to terms with the fact that I cannot speak to everyone. And I have a very interesting analogy for this. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yes, I'm admitting this in public. So Taylor Swift is <laughs> like, oh God, I'm going to actually tell this story. <laughs> so Taylor Swift is one of my favorite musicians of all time, right? Oh, I love Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh. That's a, is that yeah, supposed I, to be embarrassing? Apparently a lot of people, I, I have had so many people shame me for liking Taylor Swift so much. <laughs> why can't people just let women like things? Like literally why? <laughs> I, I know, right? Why can't we just like things? Like we just can't, we can't like music now. We can't like wear certain clothes. We can't do anything. Like just let us live. 
yeah let me listen to what was her last album just let me listen to taylor god man that makes me mad that someone shamed you for like a taylor swift okay anyway go yeah. ahead <laughs> yes yeah, so i'm a swifty through and through and you know what i notice about her is that what makes her so relatable because that's her brand right she's relatable yeah <laughs> And what makes her so relatable is that she's super specific. Think about all her song lyrics. Yeah, she paints like really specific stories. Exactly. She tells really specific stories. I was riding shotgun with my hair undone. You know, the, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the only singing you guys are ever going to get on my podcast. You better hope I don't ever sing on here. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a specific picture. Like, you know, she's riding shotgun with the hair undone in the front seat of his car, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it obviously does not talk to everybody in the world, but there is such a huge population that goes like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, people really yeah. relate to it, but they can really see themselves in the song. But if they're super generic... You can't see yourself in it. Exactly. So whenever I just like fall into the trap of being super generic, I would be like, what would Taylor Swift do? <laughs> this is my favorite copywriting tip. <laughs> I hope this is in your course. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I think it's so true. Well, it's interesting because our brains like really are resistant because I coach people on this all the time. And I think where our brains are really resistant to like, being specific because then there's not enough people to buy my thing. There's less people to buy and it's going to be harder and more difficult when it's actually the opposite, right? When you're talking to everyone, no one really yeah. relates to what you're saying because they can't see themselves in your copy or in that transformation. And so no one really cares what you're saying. Exactly. So like in my sales page, I make it very clear that, you know, this, this course is for you if you care about selling in an ethical way this course is for you if you care about you know selling without being sleazy this course is for you if you don't want to pour over classic copywriting books for hundreds of hours oh god <laughs> definitely that you. would be a hard pass for me sister <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i don't think so <laughs> no one wants to do that yeah so it's like having those really specific moments right that are like this is for you and being specific and dialing in on who that person is. And to be honest with you guys, you guys don't want anyone in your programs and your courses. Like you really need to think about as, as an educator, like who do you want to work with, right? My community is so awesome because they don't mind that I talk about God and they don't mind that I sometimes pray on the calls or sometimes we cry on the calls or like whatever. And it's because I call those kind of people into my offers. If I was just trying to call in any entrepreneur, right? If the mastermind was for everybody and anybody, and we had this really broad marketing, the calls wouldn't be as special. The community wouldn't be as good, right? It's special exactly. because I call in a really specific type of woman and we all come together. I really call in women that want to show up as leaders and want to make a difference and care about community and care about having an impact. And that's what makes the community so special. So just remember, you guys don't, trust me, <laughs> trust me, you don't want just anybody buying your stuff because a lot of your guys' programs are going to go on for a long time. You're going to have to deal with these people for a very, very long time. I sell a year-long membership. <laughs> I have to coach them for a whole year, right? So my marketing has got to be really specific to make sure we're getting the right people in there. Like I would never want someone to get in the mastermind and be like, wait, what? You talk about God? It's like, no one's surprised by that. <laughs> it's like, it's 
just like what I'm about, right? So I would just encourage all of you guys to think about who do you actually want to buy your thing? And then write exactly. for them and tell stories to them. Exactly. Absolutely. So like, you know, I want people who care about selling with compassion and building and nurturing a community to be part of my course. I don't want bro marketers to be part of my course. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we want to repel them away. Like figure out who you guys want to repel out of your atmosphere. And that's really what the copy and a lot of the marketing does is it's a filter. It filters yeah. out the people you don't want in your offer. And it will attract the right people to you, right? The more magnetic you can be for the people that actually want to buy what you have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited for your course. When is it launching or is it live? It's live right now. Very exciting. <laughs> Where can we find more info about it? So the course is being hosted on Thinkific. I will leave a link with you. Okay, nice. And I have also created a discount code for your podcast listeners. Oh, nice. Nice. I didn't know you were going to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, I have done that. <laughs> okay, um, so we'll put all the details in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Perfect. So you guys get a discount code. You can check out Tamina's course. Stalk her at all the places. Is there anywhere else they should stalk you on the interwebs? Instagram and TikTok for sure. Ooh, TikTok. I'm excited that you're on TikTok. I posted a TikTok yesterday. I was going to try and do one today, but it's now, you know, getting late. <laughs> but maybe tomorrow. I'm trying to get on the TikTok bandwagon because I think it's such a fun platform. Yeah, it is a fun platform. And I have seen you on TikTok. You are on there been doing like this words to include in your copy series on TikTok and I, it's like performing relatively well so that makes me happy. <laughs> that's really cool. I think that's a great tip for you guys if you want to do TikTok or Instagram and you're having a hard time getting started do a series like do a challenge or a series and some find something like that you can talk about right so I, I love that yeah. idea of doing your own TikTok series that's a good challenge for everybody. <laughs> Take your storytelling onto the TikTok. <laughs> Absolutely. TikTok is an amazing storytelling platform. Absolutely amazing. People are making full-blown musicals on TikTok. There's so much cool content on there. I love it. Every time I go on there, I can't go on there because it is a black hole of scrolling. If you haven't ever <laughs> spent time on there, it will like, it really sucks me in. And the algorithm I feel like is very sophisticated because it's like, you know, it, they know how to get me. They're just like cute dog videos, like <laughs> fun dancing videos, like hilarious stories, like entrepreneurship. It's all stuff like I care about, right? So yeah, I just, and oh, I, I think at this point, TikTok knows me better than I know myself. So that algorithm <laughs> doesn't play games. You got to be careful what you like on there, right? Because they'll just keep showing you the same type of, they're like, oh, you like, the, she likes this video. Well, you're going to love this. It like really really caters specific content to you which is interesting and it's Absolutely. very addictive and the, the videos are fast right there's something about how curated it is and how specific it is to the things that you like and how fast the videos are that make it super addictive and so i, I can lose like an hour on there like scrolling videos so i have to stay off of there it's a dangerous place for me but people are so funny on there and creative and like they're, they're doing so many cool things super creative super yeah. creative and TikTok, this is, we're on this like totally random rant now, but TikTok <laughs> is distributing people's videos for free. Like you don't even, it's, it blows my mind. I'm like, you guys don't even have to pay for advertising. You can just go make videos for free and they'll show it to people. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> 
the best as a business owner. It's like, there's no better advertising than that. That's crazy. I'm getting on there. I'm getting it together. I've got TikTok and YouTube. I'm telling the podcast this for accountability. <laughs> I've got TikTok and YouTube <laughs> on my to-do list right now. And I think they're both really cool platforms. So go follow to me on TikTok. <laughs> And me. Follow yes, me please do. Too. Follow both of us. <laughs> and you know what? Leave us some comments while you're there. <laughs> what else? Do you want to tell my audience to do anything? What else should we tell them to do? Drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> and buy my course. <laughs> buy Jamina's course. Yeah, get in the mastermind. What else? <laughs> what else should we tell them to do? <laughs> uh, all Step right. into your power. Do things scared. Give yourself permission to fail. Oh, those are good ones. Yeah. I love it. Look a little recap. Here's your homework, everybody. I hope you guys are listening. I want Ben yelling at the mastermind lately. I'm like, these are not theoretical calls. I'm like, if I tell you to do something, you have to go do it. <laughs> like, it's not like calls where we are talking about this in some like theory land. I'm like, no, you actually have to go sell something. <laughs> so maybe the podcast is going to turn into that too. I'm like, this is not a theoretical podcast. <laughs> We're not talking about storytelling in theory. We're like, now you have to go tell stories and create powerful narratives for your stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And, and don't be afraid to use anecdotes, right? And just like make sure you pivot it to the point that you're trying to make. And it's not just a random anecdote. It's interesting because you can tie almost anything <laughs> back to what you teach and you talk about, right? So True. I love that. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Faith. This was really it's... fun. This was like the most fun interview I've done in a long time. I've been doing. Oh, really... thank you. I was actually so initially I was super intimidated to apply for the interview <laughs> because I was like, oh my gosh, she interviews such important people. And <laughs> I think it's hilarious that you guys get nervous about coming on the podcast because I'm like, usually the podcast is just me talking about God knows what. <laughs> so I feel like these interviews, I'm like, no, they're going to be so impressed by you guys and they don't just have to listen to me for an hour. It's like a real treat, I feel. <laughs> yeah. But we do, if you guys are interested in joining the mastermind or thinking about joining the mastermind, one of the things that we do is you can apply to be on the podcast and we pick a certain amount of mastermind members every quarter to be on the podcast, which I think is a pretty cool, like little perk. I mean, there's a lot of other things you get when you join the mastermind, but you could be Absolutely. on the podcast. You could be the next Tamina. <laughs> Well, it's been an honor. Thanks for being here. I love having you in the community. Obviously, it's been really exciting just to see you grow. And I'm excited to see what you do with this course and what comes next for you. And it, I definitely see big things on the horizon for you. And so I feel like I'm going to get to be like, I was one of her first. Am I one of your first interviews? I was one. Of uh, yes, first. you are one of my first interviews. I, I, just was, <laughs> I was one of her first three Paulette. podcast interviews. <laughs> I'm on Paulette's and uh, Make Her Happy Hour and on Sandy's All Things Relax. Nice. Yeah, you guys should check those out. Those are both mastermind girls as well. So Make Her Happy Hour, All Things Relaxed, Stock Tamina in all the places. And yeah, I think that's it. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you, Tamina, for being here. And I hope Thank everybody- Thank you so has much a for having me. You're so welcome. I hope everybody has a great day. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Blogging Breakthroughs podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. I wanted to let you know that the doors to the mastermind are open. The Blogging Breakthroughs Mastermind is a group I created to help support you on your business, to help you get clarity on your business, to help you make more money faster, to help you be in community with other women, building a business on your own, 
is so hard. It's so isolating. I see so many women buying courses, getting discouraged, not getting the results that they want. I created this group to support you while you build your business. In addition to being part of an amazing community of women, you also get invited to come to a weekly group coaching call on Zoom with me. These calls are really, really special. People are really raw and honest about what's going on in their business and their life. And it's just a time for us to come together to connect, support each other, brainstorm business ideas, just anything you guys need. These calls are really, really special. And I really believe they will help you grow your business. In addition to the calls with me, you also get access to tons of group coaching calls, guest workshops, co-working hours, a blogathon that we run every single week to help you stay motivated and working on your business. There's so many resources available to support you. You don't have to build this business on your own, and I hope you will consider coming to join us inside the mastermind. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will talk to you guys soon.